Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Welcome, everybody. I'm David Finkel, joined by Jeff Hoffman. And every week we talk about ideas and strategies to, to grow your business and get your life back. And we focus this idea of how to rapidly grow your business while also gaining more personal freedom for yourself. And we'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me here today. How are you today? Great, David. Excited to be here. <laughs> well, in this first segment, I think this is going to be a great show for everyone. This first segment, Jeff, we're talking about this idea of solving the time dilemma. So many business owners say, I don't have enough time to actually grow my business. I'm so busy, mired in the day-to-day. I couldn't handle more business. I couldn't do more. I couldn't bring in more business. And this idea where they say, I just don't have time to grow. So let's start off with that. And, Jeff, I have a question for you. You and I have talked before about this notion of how do you decouple the, the feeling of time served from value created. Do you have any comments or thoughts right here about this idea of how do you break apart this? We, we think there's a straight line, like if I put in more time, then I can create more value. And it's such a destructive belief at a certain point when you want to grow beyond an owner-reliant company. Sure. You know, actually, David, there's, I think, two things I would say about that. The first part uh, is that so many business owners, all the time they're spending and the hours they're putting in, and they're confused why they're not, I'm putting in more hours than I ever have. I'm dedicating the time, and I'm not growing any faster. It's because they're putting in the time doing the actual tasks of the business and not putting in the time developing systems they could do those tasks more efficiently and enable other people to do some of those tasks. So they do the work of the business instead of designing a business that can do its own work. The other thing that we see with a lot of business owners, and you and I, not only being business owners ourselves, but having worked for thousands of them, the other thing we see is that there's not enough prioritization. In other words, one of the things I've done, you know, my whole career as a business owner is regularly stop, look at the tasks in front of me, and say, where is the bang for the buck? I, got, I have 10 things I have to do today, but which two will advance the ball the most down the field? What are the highest priority things that I get the most benefit from? Get those done and constantly prioritize the use of your time. Don't just go to the next thing on the list because it may not be the highest value thing for you to work on. You know, it's interesting to hear you say those two things. We'll come back to the first one in a second, Jeff. When I hear you talk about this idea of prioritization, it just really struck a note for me. So many business owners that I see, what they'll do is they'll prioritize perhaps for the day, but they don't prioritize what they're trying to accomplish this week or this quarter in the business. And because of that, they kind of get banged around a bit by the business where they're kind of buffeted from urgency to urgency. And if they could just step back, I know it's one of the things we've talked about in, in Chapter 4 of Scale was this idea of creating a 90-day strategic action plan that's one page and rolling. You know, do you have any tips here? I mean, I'll share one here about how someone can make sure that they don't lose sight of their priorities. And so one I'll say for them would be just to stop and ask themselves, what's the number one biggest limiting factor in your business, the one constraint today that more than anything else curtails growth? And then focus your energy and effort on pushing back that one limiting factor. By definition, it's an incredibly high leverage point. What's an idea that you might have with for somebody who's to help them narrow their focus onto those fewer, better things? Well, you know, part of this, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we talk about this a lot in scale, and we'll talk about it later on the, on the systems side of things, 
but it's also taking a look at the tasks that you're doing. And by the way, I completely agree with you. If you say what what is the what what functionality in my business, what thing limits me the most, and that for growing, then that's the thing I really got to spend my time on. That's that bang for the buck uh, that we were talking about. But another piece that I just don't see business owners do enough is look at the tasks. So it's the time and motion study. What are these tasks? What am I spending all my time on that's making me so busy? And looking at the things that occupy a big percentage of your time and stopping to see, first of all, do I as a business owner need to be doing this? Could it be automated? Could it be systematized in a way that somebody brand new to this company that I brought in could pick this task up and do it? And that's not what business owners do. They just keep doing the work of the business. They keep, which is important, they keep delivering products, satisfying customers, but they don't develop the kinds of systems, training, et cetera, automation that they need to have in place that would enable them to hand that task to somebody. They're never going to get out from doing it because it's not in any, it's not in a position to be delegated to anybody else. And when I look at that myself, one of the things that really hits home to me is I look at my past, you know, 15 years ago in businesses where I was, you know, I kind of was thinking that I, I can do this better than somebody else or no one can do it quite the way I can. In the sense of, of being scared to give up some of that control, that feeling of control to give it to somebody else. And I think a lot of business owners, we suffer from this notion of that someone's going to do it different, which means inferior. What we don't recognize is, truthfully, there are other people out there who could do it as well or good enough or even better than we could. But we're part of the problem because we just want to hang on to everything because we hate the loss of feeling like we're in control. You know, there is an old adage that we've heard that is very damaging in this context. People always say, you probably heard this adage as well, if you want something done right, do it yourself. <laughs> well, that is, oh, the yeah. anti, that is the anti-scale advice, okay? Because <laughs> if you actually believe that, then like you said before, you are the bottleneck to your business and it won't scale. Businesses that scale successfully are the ones that realize that you as a business owner, there's probably one thing you do really well, but there are people smarter than you in so many other areas and you need to get the people smarter than you in each of these areas and let them handle that area. Don't try to delude yourself into thinking that you can do nine different things better than anybody else. And I'm going to really encourage those of you listening right now to follow something we talk about in Chapter 12 of Scale. We call it creating your time value matrix. And what it is, it's literally you charting out into four distinct categories, A, B, C, and D time, what you do that creates the most value. I, I think about D-time, this idea of Pareto's principle. 80% of what you do generates 20% of your result, very little value. And that's the stuff that we can easily either delete or delegate or design out of the business, whereas the C-time is that 20% that gives you 80% of the value. And in any company, what I'll say is, C-time is what gets you to become owner-reliant. If you're always doing the C-stuff, you're going to create value, but your value is relative to you doing it. If you took 20% of that 20% and got your 80% of the 80%, and, and I'll do the math for, for, for you, the listener, that says that literally 4% of what you do gives you 64% of your value. We call that B time, and A time is 20% of the 20% of the 20%. And what you're saying there is 1%, 1% gives you half the value. And forget the percentages for a moment. What we're saying is A and B time is qualitatively higher value. You know, you think about a typical law firm. 
if I'm doing something non-billable, I'm <laughs> fixing the copier or I'm, uh, I'm scheduling for a client to come in, that's D time. I can't bill for it. C time would be those things I can bill hourly, 200 400 $600 an hour. That's great and creates value for the business, but A and B time is even more important. It might be speaking at a conference where you can generate seven new prospect leads for new businesses that might want to work with your law firm, or it might be sitting down to make a new hire on a really important level for the business. So mapping out clearly in writing what you do that creates very little value, D time, and what you do that creates a lot of value, A or B time, is an important one here. Um, go over here, Jeff, just talk for a moment here about this idea of leveraging help in the form of an assistant here. I mean, I, I know for me, I've had probably a dozen assistants over the last 20 years. What, what are your thoughts about leveraging an assistant for you in the role in, in running a company? Sure. So I want to talk about, uh, to answer that question, um, the concept of working, practicing, I'll, I'll use the exact phrase and tell the story, practicing at the top of your license. And what that means is, I was talking to a friend who's a surgeon one day, and I said, what are you doing? And he said, I spent a big chunk of my time dealing with paperwork and scheduling and administrative stuff. Uh, and I was amazed. I said, you went to all those years of law school to become, I mean law school, medical school to become a surgeon uh, so you could do paperwork and spreadsheets. He said, no, I hate that stuff. And I said, what is it that makes your business move? And what moves the needle? And he said, we make money when I do surgeries. And I said, so therefore, if you had more time to do surgeries, your business would grow and you would be more profitable. And he said, yes. He said, I'm a licensed surgeon. And I said, so what you need to do is sit down and say, how could I organize the workload of this company so that I can do more surgeries and less the rest of this stuff? The answer is to, to sort of list out all the rest of these tasks and, in fact, find an assistant, find people that have that set of skills if it's scheduling then hire a scheduler. If it's looking at the books, right, then hire a bookkeeper. You might not even need a CFO. But you've got to make a list of all the things that are not the top of your license, the thing you're best at. And in your case, when you, your company does best when you're actually performing a surgery. So make a list of all the other things that aren't surgery and find qualified assistance. This is not an expensive proposition. The point is some people say, well, then I have to hire somebody. Well, the difference in the cost it would take you to hire an assistant to take over some of those tasks is far more than covered by the additional number of surgeries or whatever your business is that you will be able to do once your time is freed up. So once I realized that I needed assistance to do things I didn't mind doing, but they weren't me doing surgeries, uh, my business became much more efficient. And even though I spent money to bring those assistants in, it freed me up at a much higher dollar per hour to do the work that really created value. That's a really interesting way of looking at that, and I totally agree. And you think of all the low-value stuff we get stuck doing in our business lives. We come back in the next segment here. We're going to talk about employee issues and how to manage your team to accomplish more with less drama. I want to thank you for listening here to Scale Your Business. I'm David Finkel, joined today with my co-host Jeff Hoffman, and you're listening to Scale Your Business on WSRadio.com. 